Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Queen of the Ring podcast. That's not the official theme song, but whoever owns this podcast should probably jump on it. <laughs> Anywho, this week, Candace Cordelia joins me for a very spicy episode because we get into the aftermath from the Royal Rumble, and I had a lot to say about Ray Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And spoiler alert, I very much disagree with it. But Candice Cordelia, y'all, she is amazing. I am so happy that we connected this week because we recorded for an hour and then we stayed on for another hour just talking about content creating and wrestling and balancing our acting background. It was a fun conversation. So hopefully we can get another episode going going and we can get into depth with with that if you guys are interested but Candice Cordelia is amazing y'all she is a writer for Pro Wrestling Illustrated she is the host of her own show called Face Turn with Candice Cordelia on PWI's YouTube channel if you are a wrestling fan you don't know anything about Pro Wrestling Illustrated are you even a wrestling fan? No judgment at all, but you gotta get into the magazines, baby. And I highly suggest to start with their YouTube channel and check out more of Candace. She's amazing. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Hello, Candace. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's your so intro. <laughs> I, I love that. I love it short sweet to the point thank you alex this is such a pleasure to be here i am so <laughs> love the energy already thank you thank you i am just on two cups of coffee so maybe that has something to do with only two two but i also got 10 hours of sleep which is very rare for me That'll do it. That'll do. I feel you. Like I've gotten eight and I woke up this morning and I was thinking, hmm, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hmm. It's good. been a while. <laughs> we're here. We're ready. I'm yes. We're ready. We did not just finish watching a five hour show from Saturday, but we did watch the show from the Royal Rumble. Um, I do have a review on my on the Royal Rumble audio form only because uh, I went up to my friend Lauren's house and we were like a cabin in the woods, just relaxing, enjoying the Royal Rumble. But Candace, did you watch the Royal Rumble? Give me your thoughts. Oh, oh my goodness. I just, <laughs> where do I begin? <laughs> The one thing that's on everyone's mind besides the women's rumble, which I'm sure we'll get into, is this whole bloodline saga with Sami Zayn and the Usos and Roman and it's just and KO because KO was a big part of it, obviously, but it's 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 so fascinating. And the fact that this has been cooking for several years now, and I had to remind myself of that, seeing how this has progressed to this just all out you know, soap opera, family feuds, like Game of Thrones-ish, you know, throwdowns. I mean, it's giving us everything. And I love that people are so into this and they're so into the storytelling. And myself as a writer, as a storyteller, I love seeing continuity. I love seeing how this is going on. And, and now everyone's just thinking what's going to happen next. And that's one of the beauties of wrestling, right? Is thinking, well, what is going to happen next? So I, I can't wait. But 
Ooh, the Alex, the Women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> Give me the tea. Give me the tea. <laughs> I have predictions. I was not surprised to see Nia Jax. I know a lot of people were, but honestly, I was like, you know what? If I see Nia show up, I'm really not going to be surprised. And lo and behold, she did. Um, I don't know what happened with that uh, countdown, <laughs> that, that box countdown. <laughs> I think it was a shady mood, a shady, shady move for that what? countdown. Because they're like, listen, you could come back, but you talked a lot of smack when you left. So you're not going to get a countdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that's what happened in the production truck. Right. I'm just like, or was it just a faulty coincidence? Either way, it, it it was wild. And I was loving it. I know I'm probably not in the camp of, of popular opinion, but I I said before, I said, I'm here for a Nia Jax comeback. Like, I actually want to see it. Same thing with Chelsea Green. I was pretty much convinced that she was going to come back. I did not expect her to come back in the way that she did, but I thought it was perfect. I thought it was just appropriate and seeing her on Raw afterwards and, and this whole Karen-like, <laughs> where are you the manager? I was like, this is this is the direction. This And I, I can see Chelsea taking this and running with it. And I, I like it. I really like that she's back. I like that, that they're taking this ball with her and running with it. Um, it was nice. I mean, even though she wasn't in the Rumble, it was nice seeing Carmella too uh, at Raw. And I kind of wish that she was at Rumble. Same thing with Naomi. Naomi was my top pick, really, uh, for seeing her come back. I really was hoping for that, and and it just didn't happen. And now I'm like, oh, I mean, I, I don't know. Either she comes back between now and Mania or at Mania. But if not, I I uh, I don't know, guys. I don't know if this is <laughs> going to turn out the way we hoped. I'm just hoping. I myself am hoping. So, you know, I'm going to have to agree because with my predictions, I felt that Naomi was going to come out at number 30, and that would have been a great spot for her to come back at the Royal Rumble. I have said numerous times that I want to see Charlotte versus Naomi at WrestleMania for the SmackDown title. Naomi is two-time SmackDown Women's Champion, so she knows how to be a champion in that brand. And I think that would be a great challenge for Naomi if she did come back. However, she did not. It's okay. She's going off and she's doing her modeling, which go off, girl, because I think New York Fashion Week is coming up. I've said it before. She could do Paris Fashion Week, LA Fashion Week. Like, that's what Summer Rae does. So I think Naomi could do the same thing. However, I am sad. I'm a, I am love Naomi so much. I'm a huge Naomi fan, but I am sad that she did come back. I think some people thought Nia Jax coming in at number 30 was a little anticlimactic especially with both rumbles there were no surprises i think the only surprise was booker t and chelsea green nia Jax. uh i'm probably forgetting some people but um yeah i was i was a little disappointed with the rumble that there weren't any surprises but maybe that's just my nostalgic factor playing into it because the rumbles have always been you know nostalgic central uh but the one thing I will say about everything that played out on Raw with Chelsea Green, I wish, I love the Karen gimmick. I wish she had the Karen haircut. <laughs> like the Kate plus eight soccer mom, I need to speak to your manager haircut. That's what would solidify the gimmick for me. 
Um, but yeah. I think she's doing a great job. She did a fantastic job when she was with uh, Matt Cardona uh, mm. with GCW and also an Impact as well. Uh, she's a great, she's a great talent, you know, and she just needs to be showcased more. So hopefully, fingers crossed, there are no injuries in her future. Maybe I fingers knock on wood, knock on all the woods. Uh, but going back to Monday Night Raw. We did see that the winners of the Royal Rumble, Rhea Ripley and Cody Rhodes, picked their opponents. So it is set that Cody Rhodes is going to face Roman Reigns at, I'm not sure which of the nights, one of the nights at WrestleMania. There are some things uh, rumbling in the on the internet right now where there may be a match between the Usos and Sami Zayn and versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And mm. that might main event. WrestleMania. I think it would be cool to see a tag team main event WrestleMania. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm a huge advocate for tag teams, uh, and especially working with PWI and really getting more into the history of tag teams in wrestling. You know, I I respect it. I respect the art. I respect what the Usos have done, what they continue to do. I would love to see that as a main event. I didn't even know that that was rumor until you brought it up, Alex, but that would be I've rad. I've got the scoops. <laughs> always, always. And, and that would be really rad. As, as for Cody and Roman, listen, I have been predicting this for months. I've said it time and time again. I remember when I first predicted this, and it wasn't long after uh, Cody came back to WWE and I just had a feeling that this is what everything was going to build to and there were a lot of detractors a lot of people were like no it's not why would Cody go at what why are we gonna have Cody now the tables have turned and it's happening I am super <laughs> excited uh if anyone can take the title off from Roman I truly do believe it's Cody and should that happen we're going to see a whole new era. This We're going to see a whole new side of Cody Rhodes. I think it's what he's done since coming back to WWE has been so spectacular. He looks happy. He looks like he's on his mission. Uh, he's doing his dad proud. And it's so beautiful. So I that's one match that I, I'm so excited to see for Mania, whether it's night one, night two, whatever. I'm, I'm ready for it. So cheers to that. Hopefully. And that could be a really great story to tell, too. You know, like the bloodline have been dominant with the storytelling as of lately throughout all of wrestling at the moment, not just WWE. And Cody also tells a really great story, no matter where he is, whether it's New Japan, AEW, back in WWE, all of his promos are so passionate. And I think him versus Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, like, that's an easy story to tell. Literally two story, two families in professional wrestling. The bloodline is much more, you know, there's much more lore in it. It's much more thicker than Cody's, you know, bloodline in the family. But that's such a great story to tell. Like just the mic alone, like the promos alone between Cody and Roman and Paul Heyman, like, it, you can tell a very, very good story. I don't know how this will affect the current story that's happening with Sammy. I know that it is going to be Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn at the Elimination Chamber on February 18th. So it's the road to WrestleMania. We're just going to have to see where the bumps take us. Yeah. You're absolutely right. The stories alone, and I had to, I was reminded after watching Raw recently 
the whole the fact of the two families because we have to remember that there really are two families at war two prominent families and just like you said alex the bloodline has just been dominant for so long uh and going back to naomi i really should naomi come back and i love that she's doing her thing i'm in the same camp i love that she's doing the modeling and whatever else she has her eyes set on i love that for her my selfish wish is for her to go into the bloodline. I don't know for how long, but to just have a woman in that faction, I think would add an even more incredible layer to things. And perhaps, yeah, maybe we'll see that infusion of, of her battling against Charlotte. But I, I just really hope that should she come back, she's in the bloodline in some way. And then we see we see how that goes because that can add a really intricate layer to this whole saga that we're seeing unfolding. Uh, in front of us, but yeah, Sammy, Sammy, my guy, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm really, proud of him. I, I'm proud of him too. Like the, the, everything that happened from, from Jay to Jimmy to Roman to Sammy to Kevin Owens to even Paul Heyman, like everything played out like a telenovela. It reminded mm -hmm. me of everything I used to watch when I was younger with my mom. <laughs> and they like I, I was tearing up during that whole thing mm -hmm. like it was such a great way to play out this entire story that has been told so beautifully throughout the like the past few months that we've seen the bloodline active with Sami Zayn but yeah who knows I would also like to see Naomi in the bloodline however if we do have Nia Jax back I would like to see how she would play a role uh, in that as well. I thought her gear at the Royal Rumble was kind of a good nod. Like, hey, I'm also a part of the bloodline. And also Tamina is there. We could possibly do something with Tamina. Tamina True. plays a really great like bodyguard. She was a really great bodyguard with AJ Lee. I feel like that would be amazing to have her almost be a bodyguard um, next to Solo. Like, how awesome would that be? <laughs> Honestly, you make excellent points. And we could have a bloodline like a woman's faction with those three alone, like mm -hmm. Tamina, Naya, and Naomi. That would be sick. Now I'm thinking, look, we could have the women's bloodline against damage control. Give me that. Give me that. <laughs> I want to book that. <laughs> Seriously, I, that would be insane. That would yeah. be a really great war games. Yeah. Same. Hire, hire me, hire us. <laughs> hire us together as a team. Right? <laughs> and I want to see more of that. I want to see more. And, and we're, we're starting, it's not like we're starting to see more of, of those intricate storylines within uh, the woman for both Raw and SmackDown. But, and I know we're veering off a little bit. It just came to mind the whole tete-a-tete uh, -tete between Becky and Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> that we recently saw, but we're starting. There's, there's, yeah, we're starting to see some real good heat all around, just between everyone. So, yeah, WWE is giving giving us what we want. They're they're really getting there. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. But speaking of giving us what we want, so it was announced that Rhea Ripley is challenging Charlotte at WrestleMania mm -hmm. this year. And a lot of people on Twitter were not too excited. And I will say I am one of them. I am one of those people because I think Rhea should have challenged Bianca Belair. And it may be a little too early to start up their feud, but their feud mm -hmm. has 
so much deep lore, especially taking it back to their days in NXT, because back in NXT, Bianca was always on the chase, right? Bianca was always going after the title and Rhea became NXT Women's Champion and they had fantastic matches together. So there's no doubt that they would put on a banger match at WrestleMania. But I think that's where the tables turn, right? Because Bianca NXT was the heel and Rhea was the face. And now tables have turned. Bianca is champion and now she is, you know, the good person. And Rhea Ripley is the Judgment Day mommy version that she is now. But I think that's a better story to tell at WrestleMania. And you're still building up stars because you're building up Rhea Ripley, but you also have someone who organically build up herself with Bianca Belair. I just I just think that's a better match matchup for them. Mm-hmm. And although Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte is a rematch at WrestleMania, I think the rematch with Charlotte should have been with Asuka, especially this version of Asuka right now. Because Asuka had such a great streak. Uh, you know, she was NXT champion. She had that long, long streak, probably one of the best NXT champions to date. She comes into the main roster. She wins the Royal Rumble. When she came out, at, I and I said this in the review episode, when, Con- when Asuka came back, at the Royal Rumble, I was like, that's it. I don't know who my winner was for the Women's Rumble, but now it is Asuka. Because it would have been great if she was a two-time Royal Rumble winner, challenges Charlotte, have that rematch, and then she finally wins. I think that should have been the move. If anything, Rhea probably should have won the Royal Rumble, but Asuka going on to face Charlotte at WrestleMania, uh, have some missed moment, but I think that they could also have a really great match. And Charlotte loves wrestling with Asuka anyway, but this version of Asuka, I think needs to be elevated a little bit more, but she is participating in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, True. Yeah, she is participating in the Elimination Chamber. She is one of the contestants, which is Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Liv Morgan, and Nikki Cross. Two mystery opponents will be determined, and the winner of the Elimination Chamber faces off with Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. All that being said, Candice, how are you feeling? (laughs) You presented a lot of great golden nuggets because the first thing that pops in my mind is if we still had Sasha Banks, now known as Mercedes, in WWE, would we still have gotten the same result that we got with having Rhea versus Charlotte? And I don't Mm. think we would have. Having said that, I love Rhea versus Charlotte, not mad at it, but I do agree with you. I really think that there's a much richer story between Rhea versus Bianca, especially because I think back to even the Mae Young Classic days, you know, when they were in the same class. Mm-hmm. And that that was the first time I, I'd heard of either. And seeing their progression from Mae Young to where it is now, I think that story, I'm getting chills thinking about it because that was such an awesome time. But, you know, I, I think, yeah, the layers really are there. I'm kind of wondering why that decision wasn't me, but I knew from jump, I knew that Rhea was going to win the Rumble. Like I just, even though Asuka came in, that definitely threw a spanner in the works. I was thinking, well, he might see Asuka win this, who knows? But when Rhea was, was named the champ, I was like, all right, this makes sense. Once that was named, I had a very sneaking suspicion that they were going to, it was going to be Rhea versus Charlotte. Um, 
I don't know. It's one of those, once again, let's see where this goes. But I would have loved to see Rhea versus Bianca. I think just like you said, for all the reasons presented, that would have been a much richer storyline. Because, you know, we have we have the four the four horsewomen. We have of, of WWE. That that seems to me like we're seeing Becky and Bailey going at it. And it's like, hmm. Once again, if Sasha was there, I think we would have seen Charlotte and Sasha again. That would have been a re a retake of, of a new feud and an extra chapter. And then perhaps we would have seen Rhea versus Bianca, but who knows? Who knows? But now it's like a wait and see because let's see what happens and who Bianca's opponent will be. But I, I don't know if it'll be just as rich regardless as, as what it could have been with Bianca versus Rhea. So it's kind of bittersweet. It's a little bittersweet there. Yeah, I do think it's bittersweet. But going into the Elimination Chamber, I I think some clear winners I see is either Asuka or I can also see Liv Morgan winning it and going on to, to do that as well. I mean, I think the Raw, she was SmackDown Women's Champion, so why not go after the Raw Women's Champion, you know? And I think that would be a cute match, too, between Bianca and Liv Morgan. I agree. Why not? Why not? Liv has grown so much. I love her. That would be awesome to see. And for that match alone, we don't know. It could go either way. It really could. I really don't even have a, a, a person that I'm thinking, yep, they're the clear winner for that. So onwards we go <laughs> we're just gonna have to wait and see we're gonna have to wait and see but i do agree i think uh if mercedes did agree to come back to wwe i think we would have seen charlotte versus uh mercedes and i mean i wouldn't be mad at that you know i wouldn't be mad at anything that we get with the women as long as we get great multiple matches at wrestlemania with the women I am so down for that, but I am looking forward to seeing Mercedes uh, versus Kyrie this month. Lord, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be honest. I'm so happy for her. Like, I'm just, this is, you can tell she's happy. She's flourishing. She's doing what she wants at this time, taking no prisoners and just, rolling with the opportunities. And I love this for her. Like this is a brand new chapter and I love the name change. I'm not mad at it. Mercedes Monet. I, I just want to see her do more, do more with what she's doing now. And I cannot, I can't wait to see all of these matches because I can tell she's just going to have banger after banger. It's just the possibilities are endless for her. So man, I wish I could see this in person, but it's okay. I know I'm just waiting for them to come through to New York, the tri-state area. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, oh my gosh. Maybe there's, <laughs> there'll be another rumble on 44th Street. Who knows? But yeah, uh, yeah I I have no doubt that that match is going to be a banger, especially with Kyrie. They We've seen yeah. these women face off before. Uh, and for the IWGP championship, it'd be great. But I cannot wait to see Mercedes in stardom. I cannot wait. I think she's got some dates lined up in April, if I'm not mistaken, with stardom in Japan. Uh, so, And she has put out some feelers that she wants to face Azumi. And I don't think I would be able to speak properly if I <laughs> saw that match because my brain would explode from the action it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> i think even between her and julia it's, oh, it's 
that's a match I wanted. I'm like, yes, yes, please. On the on the platter, please. Yes, <laughs> yes, please, please, absolutely. We're gonna please. be blessed. We're gonna uh, be blessed this year, Alex. I listen. We're, honestly. Mercedes, mm. listen, Mercedes blessed me last year during the Royal Rumble when she came out in that Sailor Moon getup. So she yeah. continues to bless me. <laughs> <laughs> that's one gear outfit. That's one that I continue to go back to and just think about. And, you know, seeing Zelina uh, with her Street Fighter gear on at mm. during the Rumble. I was like, I love this. I love that they're being so creative and that they have the freedom to do so and just rock their gear and, and it's so be everyone looks beautiful. Everyone looks so good. I was just like, Ugh. oh my god, was, yes. Every, everyone looked so good at the rumble this year. So let's hurry through and get to our shoot and boot <laughs> segment with the Royal Rumble gear. We're gonna go through the looks that we've seen this past Saturday. But Candace, what mm. is your favorite gear of all time? Outside of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, what is your favorite? <laughs> Of all time. That's such a hard question. <laughs> with that? I immediately, I mean, I have several answers. I immediately think about women like AJ Lee, just yeah. her, her gear throughout the years when she was with WWE. I vibe with now known as Soraya, you know, Paige. Mm -hmm. Even now, the progression from, from Paige to Soraya, that the looks that she's had throughout the years. Uh, I mean, Naomi, the glow gimmick is one of my favorites. And I remember watching Total Divas and how hard she fought <laughs> for that gimmick. Like, I remember she was just like, I want to change my gimmick. I want to change it. And she had to go through so many hoops and to finally see it play out in action. It's gorgeous i still look at the glow and i'm just like yeah i want that back and i'm trying to think of anyone else there's so many others you know i think of lita um mm. and i can't believe really in pinpoint specific moments because i just think about over the years what they you know just the looks and the vibes that they had that they've had and and the different genres um but lita is one of my favorite mickey james you know um even cameron cameron had some really cute gear now yeah. Really did nowadays, Bianca, and she makes her own gear. You know, seeing Bianca during the Rumble that was a look that was gorgeous. And then also, people like Carmella, you know, seeing her progression going from you know, now she has a more well, I don't, she's going back to the uh, the princess look, so it's it's changed up a bit, but she had like a, a more classier version of herself uh, in recent times before her injury. Um, to seeing her trajectory and Rhea Ripley, my gosh, like Rhea lived. Hmm. They're just serving now. <laughs> they're they're really. It, it's it's like, dude, the gear is just phenomenal. It just keeps getting better. Exactly, oh. it keeps getting better. And like these, I'm sure these people spend money on the gear that they wear. Like even if it's just one time for a Royal Rumble, for a WrestleMania. And like I've said to you before we started recording, like, that's why I invented this podcast, because I want to highlight that more. Like, again, these people have such creative minds. They are so talented and they spend so much money on this gear. Whatever you do in the ring, I love it and I will talk about it. But I need to highlight the gear. I need to do it, you know? Yeah. And I remember and I remember when uh, Naomi did fight hard for that Total Divas um 
on Total Divas when she was fighting for her gimmick. And then she made, she went out by herself and she made the glow title. And then they were like, no, you can't do that. Actually, never mind. You can do it because it looks good on TV. I am still upset that the WWE shop did not put that title Mm -hmm. up because they were like, oh, it'd be too expensive to make, blah, 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 blah. And yet they made a fiend belt that was $1,200 or however, $24,000. It was way more than my rent. I will tell you that. (laughs) Justice for the glow belt. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) And just seeing that whole thing play out really gave us a bird's eye view into the gear design itself and what goes into the decisions because you know you could like something i assume you know the wrestlers have an idea of what they want they go to the gear designer or like bianca will make their own gear but you have to go through different people in order to get it approved so just imagine you get something done that costs thousands of dollars only for them to be like no <laughs> it's not what do i do with this now like it's it's wild to think about but uh shout out to becky too and charlotte because their gear you know especially becky too oh my gosh i just think about the whole mad max look that she had at one point and like oh yeah it you kind of the creativity it's just i'm really loving seeing all of these women and the men too because you know you have people like seth rollins they they know what they're doing. They have a certain vision. You can tell that yeah. they're very. There's a pinpoint laser vision into what they want to wear, and it's working because people talk about it on social media all the time. Like, do you see what this person's wearing? That person. So, yeah, the gear. Yeah. We love the gear. And I love the pop culture uh, references through gears too. Like this past yeah. weekend, Johnny Gargano had Kang the Conqueror gear. And he's a huge Marvel fan. And I I love Johnny Gargano because I said this during the review podcast. Uh, I love him because he reminds me of which Marvel movie is coming out next <laughs> with his gear. And Quantumania is coming out in a few weeks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me get my ticket for that. Thanks, Johnny Gargano. Thank you, Johnny right. <laughs> I wonder if that's planned or if that's just, you know, a, a happy coincidence. But you make a, that's a great point. I hope Marvel's paying him to do that. (laughs) Get that Disney money while you can, Johnny. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. (laughs) Let's get into shoot or boot. So very simple rules. Um, If you like the gear, you give it a shoot. If you don't like the gear, you give it a boot. That's all. Uh, I will display some photos onto the screen and we can analyze it together. Uh, and if we have a lot of feelings, we can just go through it together. <laughs> First, we have Cody Rhodes, most, more specifically with his entrance look. And hmm. it's really clever the way he played out this entrance coat because he tore his right peg and on the right side of his gear, of his entrance gear, it has dragon scales to almost like tell like, oh, I'm healed up. I'm ready to go. And I'm going to give this a boot. I like it. What do you think, Candace? I am shocked that you gave it a boot. I'm going to give this a shoot just Oh, wait, did I say boot? I meant shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I meant shoot. I'm so sorry. (laughs) The whole story you told and then you were like, boot. That yes, sometimes I that's happened. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. 
I agree. Definitely do. I mean, it tells a really nice story with the dragon scales. The the theme fits. You have the colors. It gives you American Nightmare as soon as you see it. And it's just super festive and colorful. And it's gorgeous. It looks very intricate, too. It's just, it suits him well. So definite yeah. shoot. Yeah. This is not a boot. This is a shoot. <laughs> this is a shoot. Yeah. But I do. I like the dragon scales. And now I can think of the dragon tails theme song. Dragon tails, dragon tails. <laughs> I think mother of dragons. Mother of dragons. Yes. It's giving Daenerys. Yep. Absolutely. So next we have Dana Brooke. And I added Dana Brooke because I know nobody's going to talk about Dana Brooke after this weekend, which is okay. I feel like Dana Brooke is very underrated, but that's a different conversation for a different day. We are talking about gear. And I added this in because I love this Barbie look that Dana Brooke is presenting. I think this is a shoot. Yeah, once again, I agree with you. And on the basis of not just the fact that I also do believe that she's underrated, but I think that this look really showed us that she's coming into a new era that perhaps we didn't know was coming or weren't expecting because Dana to me just seems like such a hard worker. You know, she comes, she shows up, she does the job no matter what. And throughout the years, you know, she's been there, she's done her thing. I think just this whole, it, it's just giving me boss. It's giving me boss Barbie. It's giving mm -hmm. me that she knows what the trends are. And this is just a new way for Dana Brooke. And I think, I think we're going to see some, some new things coming from her and I'm ready for it, especially now that we have additions, you know, like Chelsea green and, and there's, you know, girls that have come back. Um, we could be seeing some new storylines and it could be giving us a whole new side of Dana Brooke that I'm getting from just this outfit alone. So I give it a shoot as well. It's, it's amazing. It's all pink. It's so cute. All pink everything. I love it. Yeah. The glasses are cute too. I really yeah. love those glasses. She's got the pink yeah. extensions in her hair. I love this look. If this is a rebrand or repackage for Dana Brooke, I am all for it. Yeah. Yes. Give, yes. give Dana Brooke all the titles. Actually, give me Dana Brooke versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh wow. That would be so Actually, you want to see that now? Let's go. I, I do too. Dana, hello, call me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next we have Raquel Rodriguez. So Raquel Rodriguez was doing two references with this gear. So the bottom half is the Eddie reference. So we have the Eddie flames. Yeah. We've got the Eddie boots, um, which is amazing because she is Mexican paying homage. She is in Texas right now. And also the top half is Selena. Selena, uh, Selena's red number that she's worn. I forget what was the event. Maybe it was the Grammys. I'm not too sure, but uh, she's referencing Selena and Eddie, which I absolutely love because of, you know, Mexican descent being in Texas. Um, my thing about it is that I think it's just too many references going on. I think because it took like instantly as a wrestling fan, boom, 
okay, mm-hmm. Eddie Flames. I've seen it before. We've seen it with Peyton Royce wearing it. I love that part, but there's something about the top half that is <laughs> is a little lost for me. And I can't pinpoint what it is. I think it's because it took me a little while to get the Selena reference. Uh, but what do you think, Candace? I I agree with you. And it pains me to, to have to give this a shoot because I'm all for the references. Um, and I think that's beautiful. You know, it the bottom half is lovely, to be quite honest. I love the bottom half. I wish that I could have seen that theme just extend all the way to the top, to be honest. And then, you know, for another show, leave the Selena reference, you know, just all Selena, perhaps, because I, yeah, I definitely feel what you're saying. There's, it's busy and there's a lot going on. And I didn't even know the Selena reference myself until you mentioned it. Um, but yeah, the, the bottom half I loved. I wish she should have just kept that theme throughout. And then that would have been really electrifying to see because it's, it's so dynamic looking. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's lost on me. It's just too, there's too many things. And, you know, it's, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it sucks to say that, but I have to give it a shoot. I have to give it a shoot. So sorry, or go. A boot or a shoot? Oh, a sorry, a boot. See, I, okay. I got confused too. <laughs> I'll give the bottom half a shoot. I'll give the bottom half a shoot, but overall. No, I agree with you because the bottom half is cute. I like that the flames are mixed in with the red. It's just something Mm -hmm. from the torso up that it doesn't feel connected with the flames in the bottom reference. Uh, And I agree. I think for the Royal Rumble, she should have done... I think it sh- sh- she should have done Eddie and then maybe leave Selena for WrestleMania, if you'd like. Yeah. Um, or just leave the Selena reference for a different time that you're in Texas. Or even just do Selena, because it's beautiful, don't get me wrong, but we've seen Eddie this Eddie reference with the Flames like time and time again. Um, I think maybe she shouldn't do it at WrestleMania, just because we've seen Peyton Royce do it at WrestleMania. So I don't know if you want to kind of pull out a similar reference as somebody else who's been I I feel like that's almost outfit repeating and I wouldn't do that <laughs> but that's just me right. um yeah. but yeah. yeah I'm gonna the intentions I will give a shoot the execution Absolutely. I'm going to have to give it a boot right but she on. looks gorgeous right. red is her color she should keep on wearing red definitely her color that's yeah. that's a whole that's a whole shoot red yeah, that's, keep that that's a whole shoot out. The red mm-hmm. is a shoot, for sure. <laughs> Next, we oh. have Liv Morgan's gear. You said ooh instantly. Go off. Tell me. Tell me what you think. <laughs> Fine holiday fun. When Liv came out, I popped. I was like, the thing about Liv Morgan is she knows her colors. She know, You know, yellows and the pinks and the blacks. And she knows her fabrics very well. Everything is just intricately studded. It it. For some, it might look busy, but it works. It works to her personality. It works to her gimmick. It just, everything is just flowing and she looks gorgeous. I mean, it just, definite, definite shoot. I can never boot. I don't think there's an outfit I've ever, I could ever consider booting live for, but this one was just exceptional. For whatever reason, this one just really, really worked for her. So yes. I 
I I agree, and I think I love that she always plays up with the eyes. Like the eyes are part of her Titantron. I love that she plays it up with her gear as well. Um, I like the little suspenders. It's not really so much suspenders, but the little like watch me in pink. And I think pink and yellow are such an underrated um, combined color schemes together. Uh, it reminds me of strawberries and bananas. And now I want a strawberry and banana shake after <laughs> seeing Liv in this. <laughs> but I agree, like there's a lot going on compared to the to the Raquel Rodriguez gear. There, both of them have a lot going on, but the difference between the Raquel gear and this Liv Morgan gear is that at least there's some separation between the fabric, like the top and the bottoms, and it's yeah. sewn in together with that busyness of the straps, and it's still, like, the straps still match up with the straps that are on uh, her top compared to the straps that are on her stomach. And I like the sleeves as well, like the sheer fishnet sleeves with the star detailing on it. I think this is this is a shoot. And like you said, Liv Morgan, in my eyes, can do no wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned the straps because that there's structure to this. Like it's mm -hmm. very nicely structured. Whereas just like you pointed out with Raquel, the structure is just not really there. Um, so whoever constructed this did an awesome job. It just it's very well done yeah very well done and she's she's gorgeous look at Liv right look at Liv she's gorgeous she just, do no wrong I in my eyes <laughs> I live I live for live <laughs> yeah, we all do we all do we all do Alex living in her world living in living. Okay, next we have Dakota Kai's gear. I just found this out like five minutes before we hopped on together. This is a oh. reference to Doja Cat. Really? Because that's Doja Cat oh. on on the left, right? Anyway, that's yeah. Doja Cat with the microphone. <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference. I but, that uh, yeah, that's okay. Doja Cat. I don't re remember which performance this is. It may be Coachella, but I am completely wrong. I don't I don't know if it is. But the reference is Doja Cat. I think the top is executed wonderfully. I see yeah. that Doja Cat has this harness on, and I like that uh, Dakota didn't keep on with the harness, but at least it played a big role with the, with the straps on the bottom of the gear and on the top bottom of the gear. Uh, it's the same color boots. I think this is a shoot. Me too. I'm I'm blown away. I had no idea that this was a reference to Doja Cat, but Dakota is another one like live for me. It's like I very rarely have seen Dakota in gear that I that just automatically turned me off. I think it's predominantly because Dakota is another one that just knows what works for her. Her outfits are always, they just seem very well structured as well. And she knows her colors and she plays up the colors in her hair and makes sure that they're all just, <clears throat> excuse me, all just in sync. And yeah, this is a total shoot because it's it's giving me that whole rave girl. But with that extra Doja touch is really cool. I would have never known that until you told me. And I love Doja Cat. So this is... This is a right on shoot, Dakota. I'm here for this. Yeah, yeah totally great. here for this. I think also the the factor with Nakota is with Dakota is that 
she also dresses so well outside of mm. her wrestling gear. Like when she's just having, when all of her shenanigans that she has on Monday Night Raw, like when she's just in regular street clothes, it's still so fashionable with her. So yeah. I I love this. I love this reference. It's kind of a deep cut. And I don't think a lot of people picked up on it until she tweeted this photo out. And my god now that i know about it i love this gear even more like i love this gear on her because the pink it matches her hair like it's all a lot of fun colors and it's not overwhelming but to know that it's a doja cat reference shoot shoot across the board that's awesome Absolutely. it's the pop culture it's the pop culture for me i love it that's me really too. cool uh me too me too Okay, so next we have Seth Rollins. <laughs> what are we thinking? So he's got his Woo! usual coat on. He's got some different um, pants, color pants schemes. From what I read, this is a basketball reference. Now, I don't know anything about basketball, so I'm sure someone will tweet at me angrily telling me what the reference is. <laughs> But I know that this is a basketball reference. However, I do like the color schemes of this. What do you think, Candace? Yeah, you know, I love Seth Rollins' fashion sense. Honestly, when he came out with this, I was a teeny bit underwhelmed only because we've been getting some really outrageous looks from him beforehand, and I felt like he was taming it a bit. Um but that's not to say that I don't like this look. For me, it's the coat. The coat just is a slam dunk. Um, I'm now I'm very curious to know what the basketball reference is because I, I know some things about basketball, but other things I'm just, I don't, not gonna lie and say I do. So I'm wondering who this is in reference to, but this is classic Seth. I think I will give the coat more of a shoot then the bottom half so it's like the opposite for me where we were talking about raquel mm -hmm. overall it's nice but i'm it, the coat just the coat is what's screaming at me there's it's just the way he's wearing it the coat is just that's a whole slam dunk for me that i just love that coat i can't stop i couldn't stop staring at it to be quite honest so yeah i agree yeah. and i agree with you what you when you said mm -hmm. You know, Seth always brings it with the gear, right? He always brings it with the looks. He always brings it with the fashion, the gear. I am also a little underwhelmed with this gear. The jacket's great. He always has that jacket, though. It's a signature, you know, entrance jacket for him at this point in his era of Seth freaking Rollins. So I do like this. My one thing is that, okay, I don't know the reference, but I like the color schemes. And it's not to say that this yeah. isn't great gear. I don't know the reference. And for someone who has watched him the past few weeks, and he's always wearing this like lace, this see-through, you know, get up, this like highly fashionable, you know, um, almost Harry Styles wardrobe kind of kind of gear, or really just when he's on the promo. This is just underwhelming for me. I like it, but for the potential that Seth Rollins has, I'm going to give this a boot. Yeah. I vibe with that. And it's it's sad to say that because, yeah, we've seen so many more just left field looks for him that's worked in the past. I mean, with the salmon pink suits and 
yeah, the match, I, I was wondering what happened because it's Royal Rumble. It's, I was just expecting more, but hey, now for WrestleMania time, and we'll see. I'm sure we're going to, I'm hoping to see more, more than this, but yeah. But the coat, Seth, I mean, yeah, the coat is always a winner. Oh, yeah. That's the one the Oh, yeah, the coat is always a shoot. It's always going to be a shoot. And Seth Rollins himself is always going to be a shoot. I will give that man a shoot. Uh, but, the, like, the color worked great in the ring. Like, the pants were great in the ring. Don't get me wrong. It's just there's something about it where it's just like, meh, boot. But to be fair, yeah. the men's rumble, the gear, <laughs> the fashion was lackluster. But, of course, the women really? brought it. So it's yeah. it's okay. That's a, conversation. <laughs> That's a whole different yeah. other conversation for a different day. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Next we have the Selena Vega street fighter get up. She is promoting the new street fighter game that's coming out. Uh, and she is the spokesperson, I think, or the ambassador. Either way, she's getting that street fighter money, that Capcom money. Uh, Selena looks great. I'm going to give this a shoot. Yes. I I love that this is an homage to her new job. It suits her. It fits her well. I specifically love the kicks. I love her sneakers. Just so cute. I love the color scheme. And I love her hair. The hair and makeup especially oh, yeah. is just phenomenally beautiful. And this is a look that not many people could pull off. I think Selena is one of the very few that could pull off a look like this and she does it exceedingly well. So 1000% that is, that is a shoot. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is clever. And it's a, it's a cosplay, which Selena has had, yeah. you know, good experience with cosplaying, especially cosplaying more anime characters. This is not an anime character. This is a video game. She has, cosplayed Mortal Kombat characters so she's very familiar in that scene and I think she uh, and I think she executes cosplaying very very well this hair I think she needs to keep this style of hair with the blonde and the pink like it is working for her the highlight on her cheekbones the makeup it is stunning she is beat to the gods i love that she has the big lollipop with the phone taking selfies i love the way she entered the royal rumble with this gear this is this is a super shoot probably for me yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. oh yeah this is up here with Liv morgan for me Liv and dakota and zelina they're neck and neck at this point yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah for sure I actually want to play the game now because of Selena coming out like this, right? Yes. And that was fantastic marketing once again, because that was just pitch perfect. And I think they gained more followers and people interested in the game, which is, you can't ask for more than that. So kudos to them and, and congratulations yeah. to her for the job. That's amazing. Congratulations of getting that Capcom bag. Cause I know that gotta be a hefty bag. <laughs> <laughs> Sonia I like um I'm gonna be honest this white and black mm -hmm. split down the middle reminds me of spy versus spy if anyone gets that reference it's from mad tv 
Uh, but I, I like this. This is different for Selena or Sonia, not mm-hmm. Selena, for Sonia. And it looks like she has a scar going on on her face, on the right side yeah. of her face yeah. or the left side. I'm, absolutely. I, that's a great catch, Spy versus Spy. I used to love that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if he was thinking just the color scheme, like a little Cruella de Villish, but Ooh, okay. I, it's so interesting seeing this on screen versus television because the television it popped off so much i was just i took a huge gasp i was like sonia looks beautiful like it just looks so good that's not to say that it doesn't look good here but it just looks different um a little bit pixelated but regardless of that this is a look for sonia like she is leaning into being that super heel Mm-hmm. She's really found her niche. She's found her color scheme and she's just playing into it. And just like the little things like the devil tail and, and the fabric, the leather, it's, it's simple, but there are like little things that really pop out and it just, it fits her. The whole outfit fits her exceedingly well. It's so good. Like this is, yeah. a, I can't shoot for this. Like this is just, this is yeah. it for Sonya. Like, <laughs> like this- more Sonya. Yeah, this is a shoe. And you know, she, I agree with you. She looks like a good heel in this. She almost looks like a final boss, right? Like she almost looks like a final boss in like a Mass Effect game. She looks great. I like the front part because on the white with the black strap, I think it's going across her, her torso. So it's buttoned up. Or so it looks like. I like the little details on this as well. Like her, the little see-through on her arms. There's chains going around her top. Mm-hmm. I like this. This is a great look for Sonia. And I want her to keep this look. This is a shoot. Yes. Like, and you can tell she feels so comfortable in it. And she's just, she's just rocking it. Like when she came out for her entrance, she just owned it. She was like, I'm here. Let's go. And and that's yeah. what you want. You want to feel comfortable in the gear that you're wearing or clothes in general. You just want to feel like you can wear this wherever, whenever. And you can tell that she felt that way. So, yes, Sonia, keep this. Yeah, exactly. You got to feel comfortable and you got to feel confident of what you're wearing, especially in wrestling. Because if you're not feeling confident mm-hmm. in your gear, then, like, we're going to – it's going to read across, you know? Like, I'm going to yeah. tell – on on the television set uh yeah sonia what whoever you're working with for this gear continue working <laughs> with them this is a shoot yes, this is a shoot <laughs> next we have Shayna baszler in this warhammer reference this is actually a warhammer mm. reference she's a huge warhammer fan i thought this was a mega man reference at first but it is not. It is Warhammer. I know nothing about Warhammer, but I have to say, I really love this blue on her. I really like it. You hit it. The blue works. The blue works. I, there are certain things about this that seem a little bit busy. It's more so the mm-hmm. pants for me than anything. Um, I did not know this was a Warhammer reference at all either. Um but you know what? Blue is her color. I feel like she should continue going on to this path. I'm a little conflicted I, because I feel like I've seen her in other gear that I really liked. And perhaps because it's she's known for being in more understated gear that I just came to 
just that that's just been her look for me. So I'm a little, I'm like 50-50 on this. The only thing that I'm certain about is like blue. Like the blue makes her her skin tone pop. Like she she looks fantastic mm-hmm. in blue. I'll give that. I'll give that. But I'm like, I'm I'm on the fence. It's like shoot and boot for me for this one. So Yeah, this is like a a moot. <laughs> like a moot. Because I I I love I love that she references something that she is passionate about, right? And it's yeah. not like the typical reference of Eddie Guerrero flames. No no tea, no shade to Raquel Rodriguez, but I like when someone mixes up their references and it's almost of like if you know, you know. And again, I love this blue on her. It works with her, like you said, her skin tone, like it works with her. This is blue, this specific tone of blue absolutely works for her. The pants, I think the gold in it makes a makes it a little busy, a little because the pants are already very busy with the um the spade on her. I think that metal um fabric that's going up the the front of her legs i think it works and i think that the like the lightning bolts work as well there's just something Mm -hmm. about the belt that i'm not enjoying um and i do have to say the makeup is not really hitting for me maybe it was better in person but when i was watching her wrestle at the royal rumble i was like what does she have like on her eyes and then it zoomed in and you can see the lightning bolts and it's like okay i like it i just i wish it was something else i don't know what it is maybe i wish if it was like one side and it was more of a luna vachon kind of kind of makeup you know with the lightning bolt but i'm gonna give this a a a half-ass shoot (laughs) (laughs) yeah that and raises the point about the makeup because it's one of those things where you would think it, the makeup would pop. There's a lot going mm-hmm. on and it's beautiful in its own right, but it's, I've liked her past beauty looks like this. For some reason, it's not, it's not standing out to me and I don't know why, but it's just, and sometimes that happens. Like sometimes you'll see a makeup look and it's like, there's a lot going on. There's glitter. There's all these different things, but it doesn't make the person pop. And, and that's just, that comes with experimentation too. Like you just find your colors and see what works. But blue is blue and fabric on hers is excellent. Like keep that. Just find yeah. find that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely keep the blue. Just rework everything else. I yeah. think also with the makeup, since she's not wearing a lip, it kind of mm. throws off the entire eye makeup because of course you don't want to yeah. take away from the the work that you're doing with the eyes, especially with the thunderbolts. But if she had a lip, even if it was a little bit more of like a nude lip for her, I think it would have been a little better. But I also understand like she's not the type of person to wear extravagant makeup, which is why I love Shayna Baszler, right? Like I love when she just has like a smoky black eye and that's that. Because even she looks gorgeous, but she still looks like she's going to beat the hell out of me. And she looks like this as well. Uh, but there's something about the, maybe if like the lines are so close to the, to the, to the lash line, maybe if it just started at the eyebrows and went up. 
I'm not yeah. sure. But I'm also not a makeup artist, so Seriously. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> hey, we need we need a makeup artist to come in and let us, you know, give us the tea because yeah, yeah I feel I feel like it's it's it yeah it's a good good start. Like there's something there that I want to see Shana do more with the blue. Like that is her color. Yeah. It really For makes sure. her shine more. It's nice. Yeah. Good job, Shana. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> Just keep the blue. Just keep the blue. It's all good. It's all good. We have hits and misses sometimes, you know? And right lastly, on. we have Asuka. This gear just leaves me speechless i just the velvet like the pants in the top the black portion looks like it's a like a velvet number the laces with the with the blue and the red and the gold i love the top i love the bottom i love that there's stuff happening in the bottom but it's not too much as opposed to what we've seen uh earlier on the entrance coat, it's the same as usual, so it looks, but with that um, uni mask, I'm not sure what the name of that mask is, but it's, you know, referencing her culture, her Japanese culture, and this is, this is a shoot, because when she came out and number 17 hit and she came out, my jaw was to the floor, I was screaming my head off, and when she took off this mask, I was deceased. <laughs> Oh, oh my oh Asuka I just it likewise it blew me away and she had been gone for a while and we we a lot of us were thinking oh we hope Asuka comes back but this she she came back and she was just like oh so you thought you knew I was coming back this way I'm coming back this way and this transformation Oh my days, like the makeup alone is so gorgeous. She looks amazing here. The gear is just super intricate. The colors work for her, the gold, the black, the red tones. And she's another one that she just is comfortable in her skin. Like she's comfortable in anything that she wears when she comes out and goes into the, before she even steps into the ring, you, she's just ready to go. And she has such a self-assuredness about her. And you can tell that she knew she was just going to come in and just blow all of us away, no matter what she did, whether she won or not. And it's like, I, I'm just, just speechless with this look. She looks so good. It's ridiculous. And then we see her afterwards on Raw and I'm like, Asuka, why are you doing this to us? She's spitting oh yeah. blood and she's smiling and she looks so devilish and we're just like, but you're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> she looks so good. It's unreal. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. It makes my stomach hurt thinking about it because I'm just like, girl, Asuka, I don't care. Wear whatever you want. You're just going to look good regardless. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> like, this looks is, A plus. <laughs> is this a shoot for you? Amen. This is triple shoot, quadruple shoot, <laughs> final shoot. <laughs> I agree. I agree. This is this is a quantum mania shoot for me yes. from Asuka for sure. And even going back to the makeup, I love the makeup because obviously this yeah. is if some of the 
some of the listeners or the viewers don't know, this is a play mm-hmm. off of her alter ego that she had in Japan way before WWE mm-hmm. when she was Kana. She was this demon clown, pretty much. And so her makeup would always be this like clown makeup. She was still misting and having like blood drip down her her face. Obviously it can't be red because of WWE, but I do like the blue and I like that she tied in the blue mist with her blue makeup. And if you can see uh on her on her mouth, the blue is just it looks like it's torn skin. So it looks like it's almost kind of a joker kind of play like torn up, like that's her real skin. I love this. And in my eyes, again, Asuka can do no wrong, just like Liv Morgan. Uh, like, this is hands down a super duper shoot for me. Mm-hmm. Can't stop staring at it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, so, so good. It's so, so good. She's just tens across the board. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> We're just like, <laughs> that's it. It's just us just gushing on Alaska. Does she all. do her own makeup? Does she does she do her own makeup? Do you have any idea or I'm not sure if she does her own makeup. I'm I'm sure she did her own makeup when she was Kana in Japan. Um I mean if I was Asuka and there was a whole team of makeup artists that can do it for me, I would rather go to them than anything yeah. else. Um yeah. But if she does do her own makeup, whoever's doing her makeup, whether it's her or anybody else, like, good job. Terrific job with this Seriously. makeup. Seriously. Yeah. It's giving me movie, like you said, the Joker. It's like movie makeup. It's mm-hmm. it's so intricate. It's telling a story about her character in and of itself. And it's just, I can imagine how long it takes for her to take it off afterwards. Oh but gosh. it's like, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, how many bottles of cold cream do you go through just to take that off? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kudos. Kudos to Asuka. Kudos to Asuka. (laughs) Kudos to Asuka. But kudos to you, Candace. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for doing the hefty task of shooting or booting the past Royal <laughs> Rumble looks. Uh, but overall, with the Royal Rumble and everything that's happening, you know, heading into WrestleMania with the Elimination Chamber, what are you looking forward to the most on this treacherous road that we have to Hollywood? <laughs> a treacherous road. I mean, it's going to be treacherous for some people. It's going to be treacherous for Sami Zayn, as, you know, Jay. Hats off to Jay because now he, you know, it's it's he's gonna be conflicted. I can see there's there's a lot there's a lot that uh we have to look forward to with this bloodline story, and that's one of the main things that I can't wait to see. But also the story of Cody Rhodes, and you know if he comes out victorious, and if he's the one to take the title off of Roman, uh, it's gonna be awesome. And then also, are we gonna see The Rock? Like I, <laughs> are we gonna see The Rock show up? Don't think I I forgot. You know, I got to put that in there. Is The Rock going to give us a swerve and show up and say, hey, I'm here. (laughs) Let's do this. So I'm looking forward to seeing if that actually happens. And, you know, with the woman, uh, if we're going to see any more surprises, anyone like Naomi or anyone else that perhaps we didn't think was going to come back 
uh, coming back on the road to WrestleMania. So I'm excited for the possibilities. And I think we have a lot to look forward to, Alex. I really do. And it's, it's, it's great. It's great this year, 2023. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't think The Rock is going to come out. Although <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to boo him. Because what if he oh, does no. a WrestleMania spot where he's like, hey, yeah. I'm the host of WrestleMania. It's Hollywood. I'm here. He's getting booed. He's getting <laughs> booed because everyone's going to be like, well, where were you, Dwayne? Why didn't you save us, Dwayne? <laughs> oh, that would break my heart. How could you boo The Rock? How? I don't think I've ever seen, like, oh, no. Well, not, not. Well, no, I have seen it, you know, when he was in WWE, but dang, I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see him get booed. Give him some slack. Like, he's a big man. I don't want to see it either, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they are swerving us. Maybe we are going to get a last minute announcement. There are rumors that Roman is going to wrestle both nights. So maybe we we see him versus Cody and him versus Mm -hmm. The Rock. I don't know. I don't know what I would want to see, but um, <laughs> I know Dwayne has a lot of explaining to do. That's for sure. Why did you show up on Saturday? Why did you? And apparently he was in Texas. Apparently yeah. he was in Texas. I know. I heard. So mm, he's, he's the man is teasing us. He, they know. They know what's going on. They're not going to well, tell us. That's okay. S- stop. I want to know. Stop <laughs> teasing me. Enough is enough, and it's time for a change. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the the fun in it, just waiting to see what happens next until WrestleMania. That's that's the whole point. So ah, it's only a matter of time. I'm sure I'm sure PWI has a lot to talk about. (laughs) As per usual, that's what we're here for, giving you guys our take and taking you into the wide world of wrestling on all spheres. So for all of you watching, thanks for reading and watching and listening. And we love you guys. So yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> and you're great. Thank you so much for coming on. Like, please let everybody know where they can follow you, where they can enjoy more of your beautiful, wonderful face. Oh, thank you. Alan. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. This was a ton of fun a great way to start the pre-pre-weekend <laughs> for me. And yes, everyone, you can follow me on a Twitter. You can see the Twitter handle at Candice Cordelia right there on the screen. You can also follow me on Instagram at thatgirlcandice16. I'm also starting to do more TikToks as well. So you can find me on TikTok at CC Speaks. Um, do follow me there as I'm trying to put more wrestling content on there as well as other things that I do uh in this beautiful world but um yeah that's about it and thank you alex this was such a joy and congratulations on everything cannot wait cannot wait for this to drop (laughs) thank you thank you thank you i'm so excited that you're here and i'm so excited that you were excited about gear you were like wait wrestling gear oh i'm in i love that (laughs) i've more talk about wrestling gear seriously it's one of my favorite things so I'm here for that. Okay, really so you'll come back on a, on the podcast. All right, that's what we're that's what we're hearing. <laughs> Thank you, Candace. Thank you for listening, everyone.